scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. To use the COVID-19 crisis as a timely opportunity to reflect on the lessons the cybersecurity community can draw and improve our preparedness for a potential cyber pandemic. So that doesn't sound good, does it? Well, before we get into it, there's a lot to get into. Welcome to the Jonathan Kogan Show, everybody. I'm your host, Johnny K. It's great to be with you. It's always great to be with you. If you're new to the podcast, this is the podcast where we assess current events and the truth without an agenda. We're apolitical. We're anti-politics. We don't lean either way. We just go straight for the truth, and that is what we do. So this isn't for the faint of heart. This is for people seeking truth without bias. That's it. So it's the number one apolitical podcast on the internet by a long shot. Okay. So. I don't know, wherever you're getting this, by the way, you can subscribe wherever your podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to Rumble, and that's all the pitch I got for today. I don't want to say that stuff anymore because it's boring. So not much going on, you know, just another day uh, in 2023. What do you know about Cyber Polygon? Okay, there's two parts to this, okay? This has to do with energy-graded attacks, but we're going to get to that in the second half of the episode. This is real stuff. This is crazy, Okay. But Cyber Polygon, and I got it over here. I got the PDF. The Cyber Polygon is an international online training for raising global cyber resilience. Sound familiar? It's like Klaus Schwab's third favorite word. Uh, resilience, right? So we, we know of Event 201. That's no secret. All right. And I've shared with that. Go look, check the previous episodes. We've covered it. If you're new to the podcast, go look at the, the history. Go look at the library of data and, and podcasts, the 160 we've done before this. Look at the track record and then be like, oh, can we trust them? Yeah, of course you can trust the Jonathan Cogan show. We aren't political. So therefore, we are always truthful. We don't have a leaning. So Event 201, perfectly, perfectly, almost literally, almost perfectly. It was a coronavirus. It predicted the pandemic. Perfectly. Sponsored by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, who love you dearly. Absolutely love you. Um, and I think Johns Hopkins was the other one. But they did a whole training on predicting exactly what happened in real life. Literally months later, like six weeks later, all of a sudden the exact same thing that they did a little simulation for happened. Well, since that was such a crazy success to them, egomaniac, crazy, psychotic controllers of the world, People, I don't even know what to call them. I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's absolutely insanity, but it happened, and they were successful in their eyes, I think. I don't know. Uh, but now there's a prediction of a cyber attack, okay, or an attack on, like, the energy grid or the financial markets go down or, you know, nobody has Internet connection. Like, they are predicting another pandemic, but this one being a cyber pandemic. So they're one for one. They they were unbelievable. The pandemics, I thought, happened like once every hundred years. I thought that was like kind of the thing. Now they've kind of programmed everyone where pandemics happen like every other year or maybe every year. It's just crisis after crisis. Like, oh, what's going on? 
uh, just the first like you know viral pandemic since like 1918 world war three you know the whole energy grid's gonna go down it's life's normal and they have you buying into this being normal let me tell you right now this is not normal this is so far from normal this is psychotic it's insane and it's not normal just think of your life five years ago. Please remember what your life was like five years ago. You didn't talk about pandemics and cyber attacks and grids going down and World War III like every other day. This is insanity. It's insanity. All right. Let's just call it what it is. So what's really what I actually appreciate is that the World Economic Forum actually hosts these meetings and panels with people, experts, experts, just like the experts during the pandemic. They were so good. They were so good. They literally got everything wrong. It was literally the perfect script for an upside down world. They nailed it. 100% wrong. That's a skill. That's impressive. But they do these panels and then they post the videos on YouTube and everywhere else and just watch it, which they just say what they're going to do. They say psychotic things and basically are like, here, just listen to us. And this is what happens. And you peasant can't do anything about it. Well, I got bad news for them. The peasants are coming together worldwide. Okay, over a hundred countries listen to this podcast. We're joining hands. We're reaching across different classes, different party lines, different whatever. We're realizing people are waking up to the fact that we, you, I, us, everyone are on the same team. That is vital. That is vital because you cannot beat the human race together. There's too many peasants. We've won. There's more of us now than there's ever have been. We are always the winning team because we're here. And like I said, there's more of us now than ever. If we just band together and kind of see that it's clearly a divide and conquer strategy, this will be a piece of cake. So anyways, they do these panels and they just say these ridiculous, outrageous things like it's normal, like it's absolutely normal. It's crazy. And they just post it like, what are you going to do? So listen to these numbers. Okay. Tell me. Do you remember this in like 2012, like 2017, 2001, 1996? Like, do you remember numbers like these? These are, listen to this. There's, I'm going to play two clips from this panel. Okay. We're going to start off with the opener, the opener. This guy, this guy is about to read some statistics. This, this, this panel is the global cybersecurity outlook for 2023. Guess what? That's this year. Aren't you excited? Listen to this guy. This is like the head of cybersecurity for the WEF Jurgens. Okay. By the way, if you're not watching this, let me just tell you what he looks like. He looks like a schmuck. His tie is tied terribly. And that's coming from someone who can't even tie ties very well. His tie looks awful, and he looks like a schmuck. His haircut's terrible, too. Okay, if you're watching, you can just see him. Listen to this. Listen to this. The most striking finding that we found is that 93% of cyber leaders and 86% of cyber business leaders believe that the geopolitical instability makes a catastrophic cyber event likely in the next two years. This far exceeds anything that we've seen in previous surveys. Now, the concern goes beyond politically motivated cyber attacks, and I'm sure Prime Minister Rahm will be able to give us more information on that uh, later on and how these can be dealt with. And we see with the increasing digitalization in the world, this as well increases the interconnections that we have across various services. It also makes it more difficult to find the experts that we need to address the cyber challenges that are in front of us. As well, cyber attacks can spread unpredictably. We saw this in the case of... Okay, so he goes on and talks about it, okay? So all of a sudden, 2023, right after the pandemic, well, I think Biden actually, in the U.S. at least, extended the national emergency, whatever. I don't know what else to, that's like a 
It's crazy. But anyways, the pandemic ends, and all of a sudden we have another pandemic. Crisis, crisis, crisis. People, please remember that normal life does not have pandemics and crises every year. That is psychotic, okay? Something is awry, okay? Like a piece of rye bread, awry. I don't know what that means. But you know, something is up. Something isn't right. So here's another woman on the panel. Well, actually, this woman, I believe, he introduces her as the CEO and then says chair, CEO and chair of Accenture, okay? Isn't that like one of those companies that Buttigieg came from who was doing such a phenomenal job with East Palestine? Unbelievable. I love consultants. I love it. What do you do for a living? I'm a consultant. That's oh, Those people are so amazing. I love them. All right. Listen to this lady's statistics, okay? She says there's three numbers that everyone should be aware of, okay? Listen to this. Listen to this. Julie Sweet is her name. 86% of business leaders, as Jeremy mentioned, believe there will be a catastrophic cyber event in the next two years. 43% of them believe it will have a material impact on their own business, a very significant number. And only 27% of business leaders believe their cyber resilience. Did you hear that? Do you, you want to do that again? I think we should do that again. Let's do it one more time. Great. Well, I think it's important for business leaders to focus on three numbers, 86, 43, 27. 86% of business leaders, as Jeremy mentioned, believe there will be a catastrophic cyber event in the next two years. 43% of them believe it will have a material impact on their own business, a very significant number. And only 27% of business leaders believe their cyber resilience. 86% believe there's going to be a catastrophic cyber attack in the next two years. 86%. Uh, what? Like what? This is insane. I don't know how more psychotic it gets. Okay. If you're, if you haven't woken up since 2019, well, here's your chance. You actually are given another opportunity to be a part of the biggest apolitical pro-human pro-earth pro-peace anti-war anti-killing people pro-elevate humans to the next level movement of all time we want you we will take you whenever you want to join the people the peasants of the world okay there are so many of us and we can never have enough and we accept people at any time are you a good human do you want to contribute to society do you want to prevent cyber attacks and pandemics and and and, and force injections and all this crazy madness if the answer is yes, or even maybe, come on board. We need you. We are fighting this. This is amazing. Okay. 86% believe there's going to be a catastrophic. And like, what was it? 43% think it's going to like just damage their business. Like what? This is not normal. This is, if this is being normalized, you're like, yeah, you know, a catastrophic cyber event. Yeah. You know, a global pandemic, like the Spanish flu. Yeah. This stuff's totally normal. Sure. People live in a, a lion city of like a two by two piece of wood, like in, in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Totally normal. Yeah. Yeah. Feudal system. Yeah. Totally cool. Like we, of course, transhumanism. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Do whatever you want to us. Oh, slavery. Sweet. I'm in. Okay. No, no, no. We're not, we're not like that. I said the principles pro human, pro earth, anti tyranny. That's it. Okay. You like those principles come to the apolitical movement. All right. 
This is madness, okay? And they're running a simulation just like they ran a simulation with Event 201 that predicted to almost perfection, like a 92.725% succession or success, not succession. That's the show on HBO, I believe, which I heard is very good. I've seen parts of it. You know, I haven't got too into it, but I heard it's amazing. Uh, success rate, I would say, of their plan. If you haven't watched Event 201 yet, please, I implore you to go on YouTube and just watch Event 201. It will make your heart feel so warm and fuzzy. You will just, oh, you will, you'll think it's Valentine's Day. Okay. You're going to think it's Valentine's Day and you're, and you're going to think you're the Valentine. You're thinking you're the Valentine. You're the Bill and Melinda Gates Valentine. All right. So 86% believe there's going to be a cash drive event. These are all big business that's good that, that are, that are associated with WEF, which by the way, just so you know, that's kind of the front organization for actually the Bilderberg group. That's who's really behind all this. I covered that in the previous episode. Go listen to the episode right before this one. If you want, it's towards the end, second half of the episode where I talk about the structure of how it's the people versus the corporations and the elites uh, and basically all, all the institutions. And then it's just us peasants out here trying to back them off and be like, no, we don't want to be slaves forever. Not too much to ask. Last time I checked, like, Pro-freedom. Oh, yeah, that's another principle, by the way. Pro-freedom. Very, very important. We do not budge on freedom. Uh, so, uh, so before, all right, so Cyber Polygon, okay? Let's talk about this. International online training for raising global cyber resilience. We need resilient supply chains. And then last time Klaus Rob said that, the supply, the supply chains went to shit, okay? He's like, we need resilient supply chains. Boom, they broke, all right? And he said, nobody. Nobody will be safe until everybody gets vaccinated. Like Joe Biden says, get vaccinated, whispering in the microphone. Very strange stuff. This is not normal stuff. Not normal stuff. I just want you to be aware of that. Not normal stuff. So I think the best way to explain the cyber polygon in detail is there's a fantastic channel that I've come across. And he explains it very, 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 very well. And so we are going to play it. Unless I X'd out of it. No, I didn't. Oh, I might have. Hmm. Hmm. I did. Okay. So this is what we're going to do here. So it is, I'm going to pull it up right now in real time. Cause that's what we do. We could do it in real time. So it is the, the, the YouTube channel is corn burrow bureau burrow. It's burrow, right? Like when you say the federal bureau of investor, whatever it is. So uh, he has two parts here, and it's the WF Cyber Attack Simulation Part 1. And he has a great little snippet here, the second part after the intro, of explaining Cyber Polygon better than I can. And so I'm just going to play his, and then you can understand exactly what's going on here and how this is not normal. And here's a great description. Sorry for that delay here. Had to make adjustments in real time for you, the people, for the people, of the people, by the people, the people, the people, the people. That's the motto of the movement. So here we go. Take a listen to Corn Barrow. It's called the WF Cyber Attack Simulation Part 1. And here he explains it. It's an annual cybersecurity event hosted by Bizone, a cybersecurity subsidiary of Sparebank. The first Cyber Polygon event took place in 2019, and it included simulations for DDoS, web application, and ransomware attacks. Unfortunately, the footage of Cyber Polygon 2019 has been removed from YouTube. Fortunately, it's still possible to download a PDF summary of the event. The summary reveals that there were a limited number of participants, with the only notable one being IBM. The WEF, 
was not yet involved. That said, the WEF's cybersecurity initiatives predate CyberPolygon by more than a year. The WEF announced the Global Center for Cybersecurity at its annual Davos conference in January 2018. Note that we summarized the WEF's 2023 Davos conference, and that video will be down in the description. Now, at some point in 2019 or 2020, the WEF partnered with Sparebank to organize CyberPolygon 2020. Not surprisingly, CyberPolygon 2020 was much larger than the 2019 edition. Over 120 organizations from 29 countries were involved, and the online event had over 5 million viewers from 57 countries. The website for CyberPolygon 2020 explains that many of these 120 organizations chose to remain anonymous, but it reveals that lots of big names were involved. Besides Deutsche Bank and Ernst & Young, ICANN is noted as being one of the key partners. ICANN provides global internet infrastructure. Now, whereas the focus of CyberPolygon 2019 was DDoS web application and ransomware attacks, the focus of CyberPolygon 2020 was a so-called digital pandemic. This digital pandemic would affect everything from financial infrastructure to healthcare and would have a global impact. Now, the full CyberPolygon 2020 stream is still available on Bizon's YouTube channel. I'll leave a link to the full stream. It's almost five hours long. I'll also leave a link to an article from Unlimited Hangout, which provides a detailed background on some of the speakers. So that is what Cyber Polygon is. And he goes into fantastic detail on it. And I'm just going to give you a little briefing on it. So the partners, I'm looking at the PDF right now. I have it on my other screen. So first of all, you only have to go three pages in and you see Klaus's face. So when you have a PDF document, no matter what the document is, if in the first five pages you see Klaus Schwab's face, you know something is not good. Okay. Something bad is happening on the later, on the latter 60, 59 pages. Okay. That's a red flag. Klaus's face is never a good sign. That is bad energy. That is bad for the people, which means the peasants. And he has a quote and I'll read it to you. Quote, I would like to state again how essential it is to see the high number of leaders that joined Cyber Polygon this year. Today, we will test how to work together across organizations, across borders, and across the public and private sector. Public and private partnerships. He loves public and private partnerships, which is technically, that is the technical. And go listen to two podcasts ago where there's a great clip about this from Jordan Peterson, Jay Bhattacharya, a friend of the show, of fascism, the real technical definition of fascism which is the, when the state combines with big corporations and they fuse. That's technically fascism. He just calls it public-private partnership, which is the same thing. He goes, this is a significant step in preparing for an even more highly connected and I hope a highly secure and trusted future. And he's saying that how that we're at this inflection point of all this technology, AI, blah, blah, and whoever... Un, whoever can master this technology will master the universe, will master the world. Okay. Him and his buddies want to master the world. So I do believe we're in a time where this old power structure that has ran things for who knows how many generations is losing grip and they're trying to hold it in this new digital age. And they're trying right now. That's the global reset. That is the great reset. That's what is happening. And they're going to lose. The peasants will win 
Why? Because of outlets like this, because of you, because your family, because people who don't want to give up freedom. Okay. Once you taste it, once you taste it, you can't give it up. You can't give up freedom. Okay. Freedom is fantastic. Even if it wasn't even real all these years, it felt real. All right. And now I just want more of it. And I want to bathe in freedom. Okay. Just because they don't want me to have freedom. I want to put freedom all over my body. Okay. I'm obsessed with it now just to go against the tyranny. I'm obsessed with freedom. Okay. Now I'm all in on freedom. I'll wear freedom flags, whatever that means. I'm a freedom fighter, okay? And so are you. And you know what? The best part about it is you can be apolitical. In fact, I encourage you to be apolitical because that whole political theater nonsense BS is honestly just to divide everybody while they just keep getting more and more centralized power. Like, let's be honest. Let's. What do we say? Call a spade a spade, right? That's the saying. Well, it's relevant here. So back to this fantastic little document here. They talk about the partners, which obviously Microsoft, that's a big partner, you know, obviously. So will there, the question is, the golden question, the golden goose, will there be a cyber attack in 2023? I can't answer that, okay? But there are a lot of red flags. And many episodes ago, uh, I walked you through how pre-programming works, how they start letting out information so that something happens and you don't think it's that crazy of a deal because you were already programmed to get ready for it, okay? Through the propaganda. I taught you how to do that. If you're new to the podcast, go back. That that specific episode was uh it was about Trump frame frame for the vaccines. Whether I'm I'm not saying that he's guilty or not guilty or for or against, nothing about that. I was just showing you what their plan was, okay? I'm not political, so I can't be. So I don't I don't have a take. I was just trying to teach you, like, look what they're trying to do. They're trying to pin this on him. And then they didn't go any further because we identified it. We let the public know. And you know, you once you once you kind of call out the propaganda, it's hard for it to be successful. And listen, he's guilty and all that anyways. But that listen, that's not here or there. I'm just telling you the episode if you want to go listen to it. So this ties into the next part, which is the energy grid. You're starting to see a lot of articles, and I'll pull up some here. You're starting to see a lot of articles about how the energy grid is under attack. There's, you know, way more. Um, there's way more uh, uh, attacks this year than there were last year. This is recently in the Wall Street Journal. Power grid attacks surge and are likely to continue. Study finds confidential analysis shows sharp rise in targeting of facilities with gunfire, intrusion, and vandalism. Physical attacks on the U.S. power grid rose 71% last year compared with 2021 and will likely increase this year, according to a confidential industry analysis viewed by the Wall Street Journal. A division of the grid oversight body known as the North American Electric Reliability Corporation found that ballistic damage, intrusion, and vandalism largely drove the increase. The analysis also determined that physical security incidents involving power outages have increased 20% since 2020, attributed to people frustrated by the onset of the pandemic, social tensions, tensions, and economic challenges. Then you go to Politico, and you got a recent article saying, under energy, physical attacks on power grids surge to new peak. People are shooting, sabotaging, and vandalizing electrical equipment in the U.S. at a pace unseen in at least in at least a decade, amid signs that domestic extremists hope to use blackouts to sow unrest. The U.S. power grid is suffering a decade-high surge in attacks as extremists, vandals, and cyber criminals increasingly take aim at the nation's critical infrastructure. Then you go to time. 
is, and he says, is there something more sinister going on? Authorities fear extremists are targeting U.S. power grid. And yes, are you seeing food plants blow up and oil rigs blow up and everything blow up? Yeah, of course you are, but there's nothing to see here. Totally normal. They're normalizing it. Let me read the top of this article in time. A string of mysterious attacks on power stations across the U.S. has rekindled fears about the vulnerabilities of America's electricity infrastructure, which security officials have warned presents a growing target to extremists and saboteurs. Attacks and suspicious activity at U.S. power stations reached a decade-long high last year with more than 100 reported incidents in the first eight months of 2022, according to a time review of the Department of Energy's most recent data, which runs through August. Since then, there have been at least 18 publicly reported attacks or potential attacks on substations and power plants in Florida, North Carolina, Oregon, South Carolina, and Washington, and it goes on and on and on. So they are, it seems to me, I am going to call out what it appears to be. It appears to be, yes, there, there are attacks. I mean, where are these attacks coming from? Are they coming from peasants? Unlikely. Peasants just want to be free. Peasants love energy. We love having the lights on. We love having heated homes. We love air conditioning on hot summer days. Okay. Last time I checked. Okay. So maybe this is someone bigger. Maybe this is the same people who derailed East Palestine. Oh, wait, maybe that was a coincidence. Okay. Maybe it was just a coincidence a year before they created White Noise, a Netflix a Netflix movie that's based on a book from 1984, but whatever. They made it a year before about a plane or about a train derailing in East Palestine. And the extras in the movie were from East Palestine. And it was the same exact situation. And it was because chemicals were blown up and everyone freaked out. That's what the movie's. That's part of what the movie is about. Yeah, I'm sure. That's totally normal. Yeah. Chance that like one in 18 trillion, billion, billion, quintillion. Okay. That's nuts. That is literally pre-programming. Okay. It appears to be that way. Can't say that definitively. Can only say it with a moderately high degree of confidence. So should we be concerned? It's a good question. I'm just giving you the data. I'm giving you the information. And what is this podcast about? This podcast is about to remind you that you have God-given critical thinking skills that you're able to use in every situation. Sure, some of you were put into fear and forgot how to use those skills, but now you're remembering, okay? And that, now you're about to use those critical thinking skills like never seen before in history, okay? And that is amazing. That's what this is all about. This is making, this is allowing people to think for themselves with all of the data and information possible. So cyber attacks from WEF, they're doing simulations on it. They're one for one with event 201 and pandemic simulations. So red flag. And then we have all these energy, energy grid attacks that are happening in all the, you know, whether it's CIA talking points, FBI talking points, main publications, whatever it is, they're starting to talk about how it's going to increase and it's going to get worse this year. And 2020 is going to be bad. And, you know, we need to have a resilient power grid and we don't or resilient cybersecurity. So I'll end it on this. Uh, this ha Let me tell you how this ties in potentially, potentially with the Ukraine-Russia war, which is the, you know, the topic du jour right now. Um, because, and I'm, this is corn barrow again. This is how he ends the, the second part. This is a really good take. Now, could this be Russia or will this be a front? Like, will this be actually the WEF or some other organizations doing this and blaming it on Russia? Let's keep that in mind. So yes, it could be Russia doing the attack or it could be a false flag operation saying it's Russia. I think those are equally lightly likely, but just listen to what's possible. And it's a little scary. It's a little scary. And it comes full circle to where we're at right now. Take it away. Another cyber polygon event was supposed to happen in 2022. Funnily enough, 
It was announced in February, shortly before Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The theme of Cyber Polygon 2022 was going to be a cyber attack on cloud services, which would affect, quote, finance, retail, healthcare, transportation, commodities, public organizations, and more. The event was supposed to occur on the 8th of July 2022, but the page for the event has since been taken down. In May last year, Byzone announced on Twitter that Cyber Polygon had been postponed indefinitely, presumably because of the war in Ukraine. What's scary is that Byzone has since been tweeting about cyber attack scenarios with the hashtag YouMayBeNext, often tagging Interpol in the tweets. What's even scarier is that Russia reportedly disconnected most of its internet from the rest of the world in March last year. This suggests that Russia could execute a cyber attack on the global internet without affecting itself or other isolated internet networks like those in China. The catalyst for such an unprecedented attack would obviously be an escalation of the war in Ukraine, and it just so happens that the war in Ukraine appears to be escalating. Western countries have now started sending tanks, and there are preliminary discussions to send fighter jets as well. Strategically speaking, a massive cyber attack would be an ideal alternative to using nuclear weapons. And indeed, a cyber attack could arguably do a lot more damage than a nuclear weapon. The difference is that it's possible to undo the damage of a cyber attack. If you use a nuclear weapon, there's no way back. As such, it's safe to assume that a cyber attack is higher up on Russia's retaliation list than nuclear weapons, especially because it's an area that the country also happens to be quite proficient in. This begs the question of what would happen after this cyber attack, and the answer is exactly what the WEF wants. Now, consider that every time there's been a disruption to the internet due to some crisis, Elon Musk has stepped in by offering internet via SpaceX's Starlink service. I couldn't help but notice that Turkey recently declined Elon's offer to provide Starlink to areas that were affected by the tragic recent earthquake. Now, call me crazy, but I think that Turkey did this because it's aware that allowing Starlink to set up shop means that it would lose control of the internet in that region to SpaceX indefinitely. You need look no further than all those Starlinks that were sent to Ukraine. You can be pretty sure that citizens won't be going back to the regular Ukrainian internet once the war is over. Put simply, it looks like the people in power are using a series of successive crises to get everyone on the same internet. An internet that is not hosted on Earth, where it can be hacked, but from space, where it can't even be touched. An internet where everyone is registered and everything is monitored. Am I saying Elon is in on this? Honestly, I don't know, and I don't think it matters. If the internet is taken down by some cyber attack, Starlink will be the only alternative. If Elon is on our side, then he could become an enemy in the eyes of those who want control. Now, with all that said, there is a silver lining to this situation, and that's that it will always be possible for people here on Earth to recreate new internets using peer-to-peer -peer networks. This will be easier said than done, but it is possible, and it will be done if this is the path that the people in power decide to take. Never forget that there's more of us than there are of them. That's true. That's true. If we work together, 
anything is possible. And that's the takeaway from today. So will there be a cyber attack? Will there be an attack on the energy grid? Nobody knows. You don't know. I don't know. But there's one thing that we both know, that if the peasants come together and join hands and realize we're on the same team, it doesn't matter what shenanigans they try and pull. It's over. It can't work. It can't work if we rebel. The problem with the last pandemic is everybody wanted to just give away all their civil liberties and rights and freedoms like it was like nothing. Like, just take it. Just take it. Keep me safe. Now people are waking up and saying, hey, you know what? Maybe I don't need to be so safe. Okay? Maybe I'm not even, maybe that whole illusion of safety isn't even real. Maybe it really is an illusion of safety. Okay. Just to take away our freedoms. We'll take away two freedoms of yours and we'll give you one back. That's how it works with government. Okay. And that is a very slow or perhaps fast escalation to tyranny. Okay. And we can't have that. No matter what country you're in, wherever you're listening to this podcast, wherever you get the Jonathan Cogan show, I'm sure you want to be free. There probably are a lot of people who don't want to be free, don't like making their own decisions, could care less if there's a cyber attack, prefer it, would just like people to dictate their whole lives and live under an authoritarian regime. If that's the case, this might not be the podcast for you. But if you still want to know the truth, but you disagree, it's still the podcast for you because we tell the truth. That's all we do. Okay. That's what makes us different. Apolitical truth tellers, unlike anything else out there on the internet. So we don't know, but we must band together. And that's the biggest takeaway today. Okay. And here's all the information you know. You can look up Cyber Polygon. You can look up these simulations, which I really implore you to do. You could check all the stuff in the link of, uh, of the description, wherever you're getting this. And the last thing I'll say is band together. Realize that if you know someone who thinks they're on the winning team of these elites, which they're not, okay, they're not, send them this podcast. Send them a prior podcast. Go through the library. Listen to a few of them and see which one's best for them to wake up. And we will wake up everyone before it's too late. That's the point of the Jonathan Kogan show. That's why we're here. And that's what we're doing. This is the biggest, the largest apolitical movement in human history, bar none, nothing even close. So all I ask is subscribe to the Jonathan Kogan show, wherever you get your podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify, overcast, whatever. I don't care. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the Jonathan Kogan show on rumble and uh, follow on Twitter. I post all, I do all this live on Twitter too, at K O G Z Kogs. Okay. And, um, yeah, every day it's March 1st right now, 2023. And we're going to do this every single day until the people are woken up. We need about, I think we could wake, I think we could wake up at least 80% of the people. And honestly, we probably need 30%, but if we get 80%, they're done. They're a sack of potatoes. All right, everybody, no matter where you are in the world, have an amazing morning, amazing afternoon, amazing evening. It doesn't matter if no one told you today, I love you. I appreciate you listening. I do care about you. You should care about yourself as well. And we're in this together. We're a team. Okay. We are a straight up team. Thank you for listening. And I will see you tomorrow. As always.